0: Welcome to the Louis Bellina Show. Lunchtime. Lunchtime thanks to Rudy's Barbecue. The Louis Bellina Show presented by, always, BNB Automotive and Superior Auto Service. What are we doing lunchtime together? Well, we're gonna have some fun. We will enter the lifestyles portion of the Louis Bellina Show with a with a dash, a skosh of trivia definitely involved. We will start registration to win a $50 gift card to Rudy's Barbecue. On the Louis Bellina show, I don't believe in the hoops, the bells, and the whistles. So basically, your text message is your registration to enter. Between now and 2 o'clock, you text the show. You'll be entered. It's a blind draw at 2 o'clock to win a $50 gift card to Rudy's Barbecue. Remember, you're just asked to try If you text, enter me, I will delete your text message. That's not trying. Pick me is not trying. You have a question, comment, or opinion about anything. That's trying. 979-693-1150. 979-693-1150. You can light up the Texas Mobile One Lube Express inbox. Get registered to win a $50 gift card to Rudy's Barbecue, Maroon and White World. Let's jump into it. Remember Anthony Lucas? He's intending to transfer to USC. Lucas was one of the four freshmen who were suspended after the South Carolina game. All four of them have entered the portal. Three of them so far found new homes. You had Lucas, Denver Harris, Chris Marshall, P.J. Williams, all entered the portal. Three have new homes. You know something I found fascinating: reading different portal stories about A and M. Depending on who you read, there's a different number on how many Aggie players went into the portal. The low number is twenty, the high number is twenty-nine, and you have to read the sentence carefully, saying, "Had had X number of players enter the portal since." x now x is august x is december that's why the number varies if you have since august i.e since the college football season started the number of players that entered the portal i think is the 29 number if you go with the number of players that entered the portal since the season entered i think it's like 20 is the actual number you know that a had a lot not a big deal Addition by subtraction. The main penalty due to the volume of players is AM has no depth. AM has no depth. AM's still looking for starters at certain positions. What do I mean, depth? And those starters actually aren't due to portal transfers. They were going to need those starters anyway. But Anthony Lucas, USC. Maruna White Notebook. I thought this was interesting. Jalen Jones popped up as a first-round draft pick uh, on the USA Today mock draft. 28th to the Minnesota Vikings. Jalen Jones, most people that I know, I'm not talking about any of the NFL draft picks yet, draft experts, draft experts yet, but many of the people I know thought for sure he should have came back and got the stack up and, you know, pumped it. But no, uh, you know, USA Today, and I, I'm not, not going to hail them as the greatest draft experts, but still, that's some insight to his grade, I would say at the least. But Jalen Jones, first-round pick in the mock USA Today draft. Antonio Johnson is in and out, depending on which mock you look at. But I am am an NFL draft junkie. I, Louis Bellina, I do have my hand in the air, Another hand on my heart. It's like I'm doing a little speech, vow, taking the oath. But I, Louis Bellina, am an NFL draft junkie. Therefore, the Louis Bellina Show is a draft junkie too. Saturday down south did their SEC football power rankings. You know, we have all kinds of way, way, way. Saturday down south did their SEC football power rankings. I will reveal where A&M was last I'll give you a second. You can write it on your hand with a Sharpie. Where do you think AM starts ranked in the SEC? I think the best way to say it, to enter spring football. Because we have a uh, signing day, another transfer window portal in May. So entering the summer, probably a better tale, but for now, entering spring football, where do you think AM's ranked? Of interest, I'll give you some time to think. LSU three, Alabama two, Georgia one. The only thing of conversation for me, is it LSU three? Or do you think it was Tennessee three? But Alabama one, Alabama two, Georgia one, pretty straightforward. Pretty much couldn't have really gone any other way, I think. I don't want to doubt Georgia again. I don't want to be Mattress Mac, who's lost over $9 million betting against Georgia twice. I do think two natties ago, Georgia lost the national championship. uh, Two national championships ago, Alabama lost the national championship due to injuries. Georgia didn't win it. I stand by that. This year start to finish, from week zero to the national championship game, Georgia was undeniable. I didn't buy into them as a return team. I thought they would lose to Alabama and take their second loss in the title game. So I wasn't dissing them at 11-2. and two. But I said this, they lost so many players. They lost 27 between the portal and the NFL draft. I didn't think they were at the level that it meant nothing but they are they just proved it they just went 15 and 0 after losing 15 to the draft and 12 to the portal they're scary texas a&m is ranked 8 according to Saturday down south they're ranked 8 i kind of am okay with that i don't have real beef or problem with the concept of AM being 8 out of 14 to start the year coming off of 5 and 7. I had a question. I'll present it to you. Sark, you know, was 5 and 7. And then he got 8 doves last year. The Longhorn fans are plus 3. And then praising it, right? And all that good stuff. And, okay, keep that in mind. That's it. Sark, five wins, improved eight, plus three. Longhorns are praising it as the turnaround and next year top ten. Aggie fans are mocking the plus three improvement because it never should have been five wins and they still didn't beat anyone. Aggie fans are mocking the plus three improvement. Aggies were five and seven this year. If they go plus 3 and win 8 next year will be you will you be hailing the you know winning 3 games more than the year before it's pretty hard to do it's pretty stunning it's pretty impressive so will you be hailing that or will you be mocking yourself in the lack of improvement at AM that Jimbo only got 8 After a five-win season, how will you receive an eight-win season this upcoming year? Because I know Aggies are ripping Longhorns who are happy with the progress Sark made. Will you be ripping Jimbo and ripping the Aggie football program if they go eight wins? Or will you be like, well, after five wins, man, we'll take that every time. I mean, it's definitely on the path. We're going to win it all next year. You know, the same old, same old. I was wondering about that. Five and seven. Nine, seven nine, six, nine, three, 1150 By the way, the same power ranking had Ole Miss at five, and that's really stuck with me because I will never buy Lane Kiffin stock. I think the clock's already ticking until he leaves. He always seems to get out of Dodge Quickly, come in, make a splash, get out. What did you see this year to convince you that they're going to be better next year? I mean that in a serious question. Why would you expect them to be in the top five in the SEC? They took a step back last year. That's undeniable. Quinshawn Judkins, pure stud. Doesn't matter. They have a coach who likes to go for it on 4th and 10 at their own 11. You have a coach who fake punts when the other team is calling it out. I mean, I don't know. Never been a Lane Kiffin fan. It has nothing to do with his antics, too. And I pointed out how bad his antics are, too. It's just he's lost his mind. I'll be back. Let's take a timeout. That That cool? This is the Louis Bellina Show, presented by b Automotive and Superior Auto Service. Thursday, the Louis Bellina Show, presented by BNB Automotive and Superior Auto Service. If you text message me between now and two o'clock, you'll be registered to win a $50 gift card to Rudy's Barbecue, our first major, I don't know, fun event giveaway of 2023. You could text message me anything, but I ask that you participate. I ask that you put one ounce of effort. If you text me, enter me, give me, I'm deleting. Just try. Let us take a sampling of some of the text messages so far. Troy and Caldwell, I watched the movie Hosers yesterday, and I forgot how awesome that movie is! Exclamation mark. Is that Canadian? Jeremy Zamora said, Hey, Louie. Jeremy Zamora here. How are you feeling about Aggie baseball this year? I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling spectacular. Their preseason top five team. They did it again with some portal pickups. Some bona fide high school studs. They have quite a few arm options. I've already said that my way, way, way. But now it's just way, way. Uh, to early prediction is that they will make a regional. They will make a super regional. I don't know more than that. I need to see the starting pitching. David Ramirez. I hope we can keep this train rolling with Aggie Hoop. Solid win last night. Giggum. Randy and Frisco. Do you think there's a connection to a certain shot in the increase of young people passing out? I think I'm not a doctor. From Mr. O. The men's basketball team looked prime time last night against Missouri. Yes, they did. Keith in San Antonio. Based on the amount of very close games, only winning three more would be a disappointment when considering a new offensive play caller and scheme, as well as the increased experience of many players. Keith, I want to agree with you. I know that's what people think on paper. Nothing's been done to improve the offensive line. Nothing has been done to improve the offensive line. And I'm telling you, when you have a bad offensive line, I don't care who's calling plays. Bringing Petrino in did not magically make A&M 10 points better a game. There's other issues. They should be better. Oh, I'm going to bring Dave Bartu on of the College Football Matrix And let him talk about, you know, I'm going to let him talk about what's realistic. Improving by three to four points per game is a pretty significant improvement. You you don't just magically get ten points better. Nothing has been done to improve the offensive line. The problem for years now has been the offensive line. It's great, there's another play caller. They'll be returning experience. Nothing has been done to improve the offensive line. And that's been the number one problem for a lot of years now. They would have won 10 games probably last year with an offensive line. Not with a new play caller. With an offensive line. Next text message. Phil Callahan. Eight wins in 2023 is not enough when you would have won 10 games in 2022 with one more touchdown per game. Phil, you say that like it's nothing. Uh, here we go. Uh, ah. With just one more touchdown again. It doesn't fall out of trees. One touchdown a game is not a casual, no problem kind of element. Now, Phil does go on to say... The talent plus Petrino dictates a minimum of 10 wins in 2023. This team has offensive line issues, severe inexperience at running back. It's got, I don't want to say no linebackers, but no significant difference maker of SEC caliber linebacker. And it's shuffling the secondary. And you say that's 10 win men with those existing conditions. See this is that's the kind of hype. That's the kind of expectation that throws everything out of whack. That's how people act like the world ended and go, well we were led to believe and the hype said X Y and Z and nobody caught their breath for a second and actually just said, "Wait a minute." and looked at the flaws. 10 wins men despite the linebacker situation, shuffling a secondary inexperienced running back and again a questionable offensive line entering the season. And that's 10 win men. All right. Hey, we each have our own, you know, grading process. Mike F said, "What is A&M's preseason ranking in baseball? I've seen 3 and I've seen 4." It always gets me nervous when they start them in the top 5. Thanks, Mike F. Don't. It's a new world. We've got a guy named Coach Schloss. I don't, okay. I've talked about this before because only certain coaches do this. Most coaches leave expectation and hype alone. They don't want it for them. They don't want it for their players. They don't want it for the program. Sure, maybe internally, but they don't feed it publicly. And Schloss talks about Omaha every chance he gets, and that's different. Most coaches are, we're just trying to win this game tonight. We're just trying to win the series of this weekend. Schloss talks about Oma all the time. And I don't think he just does it on the Louis Bellina show or Texags. I think he does it when he's walking through the locker room when they're practicing on a Tuesday afternoon. They don't practice on Tuesdays in season. Thursday. And that's why they play with that expectation. Troy and Caldwell... Yeah, I know it's Hoosiers, Hoosiers, man. I know it's not Canadian. I'm just having more fun to see if anyone else picked up on that. That's all. That's all. John and BCS says, Louie, that's you. We worked together many years ago at Pizza Hut. John and BCS, dude, I worked at two different Pizza Huts. Which one did you work at? And you know how long ago that was? I've been here 30 plus years. So that means that had to be 30 something years ago. That's freaking awesome, man. I have, I actually have many really awesome memories of my time at Pizza Hut. I was a driver, I was a cook, I was a, well, assistant manager at one of my stores. So, dude, that's a long time ago. Mike in Deer Park says, Louie, wait a minute, where'd the rest of his message go? He said more than just my name. Oh. (laughs) Mike in Deer Park. Who would want to be the Texans head coach? That's a fact. Sean Payton's on the market. He probably would not touch this job for 10 mil a year, 15 mil a year. He... You know the Texans are the most mismanaged franchise. No matter how brilliant you think you are, do you want to step into this, Joni? In College Station said Louis. I hope the Aggies continue to support Aggie women's basketball. I know they're they're not had the start that we want, but I love Joni Taylor's energy, and I think once everyone is back from injury, they should start winning. And besides. She has a great first name. That's Joni talking about Joni. Well played. Joni in College Station. Not the basketball coach. Canada Matt. First time I say hosers, who do you think Texas is in? Canada Matt says Hoosers or Hosers A. He was talking about the movie with Gene Hackman and... They run the picket fence, and it's the same distance as our gym back home. And Jimmy Creekwood, what's his name? Tears flowing down your eyes. It's good stuff. Sorry, I got to get emotional when you think about it. The great ones. He had to overcome the town was against him. Best player wasn't even going to play. But he pulled it off. All a true story. Lou and Brian texted and said, we've got a 10-win quarterback. The linebackers and O-line are not even close, though. Six-win men to me. Oh, he said six-win men. He didn't say max. So Lou and Brian, okay. That's a somewhat defendable. I actually, I don't know. The number eight is what the magic eight ball keeps popping up as eight, but it's an eight ball. What else would it say, right? Coming off a five with zero help for the O-line this offseason. 0.00. And I've had people make arguments and I'm sorry. I get tired of the apologists and all the but this. But I've heard it. I've heard it for 20 years. I hear it every year. It's the same thing. It's never come true once. Okay, once in 20 years. Shelby and College Station. Is it more important to fix the O-line or linebacker for the Aggies? Yes, Shelby. It's important to fix them. Both. I have never seen an elite defense without an elite linebacker. Period. Stop. And you can't run an offense without an offensive line. So you're trying to pick between the two of them. The answer is no. It's more important to fix. Bu- and look, they don't have to be All-American linebackers and you don't need an All-American offensive line. But you can't be a D-grade O-line. And, you know, sometimes you look up at the end of the game and you read the box score and the linebackers lead in tackles and you still can't remember one of them. That's almost an example of how bad it is. They don't make a difference. They, they don't make plays. Rusty Burson. Lou, how many conference wins will it take to get the Aggies in the tournament after the awful non-conference season? He says 12. Ask what I think. Look, if it's the right 12, because I answered, our number one, I just briefly touched on that. 12, but it's got to be the right 12. While well, the six that they lose, can't lose to Vanderbilt. I think 13, and we don't have to conversate. I think 13, we don't debate. I think 13 and the committee doesn't make a decision. I think 13 and they're in. If you want to go at 12 conference wins, you might have to involve the committee at 12 wins. And I don't think you want to do that. So those are my thoughts. We'll grab a timeout. You can keep texting. We can talk all day. When we return, I got more Maroon and White Notebook. I got more of the Louis Bellina show. I'm live. I'm inside. It is the Louis Bellina Show, presented by b b Automotive and Superior Auto Service. We've been going through the maroon and white notebook, and anybody that text messages me, you're registered to win a $50 gift card to Rudy's Barbecue. And the text message, you have to participate. You have to put some effort into it. Just firing off, enter me, give me. Those get deleted immediately. So you have to try, but a lot of different conversation, of course, projections, expectations this year. And again, for me, it was a conversation in my head last night, how at Texas, they had five wins and then Sark got them to eight this year. And that's plus three and Longhorn fans are celebrating it, praising it, looking at it and Aggie fans are kind of mocking it, but you know, A&M goes from five to eight plus three. How will it be handled in land, And I think it'll be praised. I think, man, three wins in one year. How many do you really think they could? And next year, three more wins is 11. And that's, you know, college football playoff next year because it'll be expanded. And that's, I think, the conversation will go next year if they go from five to eight. Well, three more pluses and that's 11. So there's been a lot of conversation kind of kicking in here. A and M is in a group of teams, and I've seen this CBS, ESPN, and I don't know if it was the athletic, but who's the next five and seven team that can surprise and shock the world and make the college football playoff, make the national championship game? First off, you know the pool's not that big because you had to be five and seven. Auburn, Miami. Michigan State, Nebraska, and Texas A&M are the pool of five and seven. Who of that group do you think can make the college football playoff, can have that dramatic turnaround unheard of? I'm pretty sure 98.3% of the people hanging out with me right now are thinking A&M, AM, 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 AM. The Aggies could do it. I know you think I'm a hater. I know you think I'm negative, but AM can be that team. A M can go from five to eleven. Really they can. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's all in relation to the offensive line. Yes, I'm going back to the O line again. When you take a look at AM's offense, all they lack is an O-line. I think the running back group they have, someone will emerge or the committee will be fine. I don't know if it'll be A-chain-like. I think it's hard to be A-chain-like. I think A-chain was a beast. I think what he did with that offensive line was like walking on water, turning Gatorade into wine. That's the level of what I think A-Chain did last year. But I do think the running back's stable. You added Ruben Owens, right? I think it's going to be fine. I think they have one hell of a tight end core potentially. But even if not potentially, they've got a tight end, I think, who with the right person calling plays, talking about Donovan Green, who be, he's going to be a weapon. They're not going to throw them a couple plays early and then not use them again for two to three quarters. Uh, you know, wide receiving core. Even if they don't get a nice back, because man, if you add them to the mix. I don't know if you need three receivers that you think will get a hundred catches each. I don't know about the reality of that. But if Moose and Evan, you know, get a thousand yards each, I think the Aggies will win games. And they both are big play receivers. You've got not one, but two big play receivers. Guys that make plays where there's no play to be made. Plays that break the defenses back. Plays when they're, I'll just come back to this phrase, where none are to be made. That's all you can ask for. Sure, you need more than two wide receivers, but you got those two at the top. It's easy to build from there. And that's where the O-line comes in. You have a failed O-line. And there's always excuses. Because no one ever goes, well, what happened? They sucked. No one says that. Okay, there's always a reason. I want you to think of it in these terms. If certain players were injured, what does it tell you about the state of the program that they have to play players that are not capable of playing. Think carefully here. Well, you know, he shouldn't even have been out there. He was injured, so he'll be 100% better next year, and you can't blame him for being so bad this year because he was hurt. Then why was he out there? What do you make of an organization that puts together a program that has a grand total of two offensive tackles? Two. Two two a grand total of two two and kind of one center for all the offensive linemen and you know that had scholarships you had two tackles and kind of one center what does that tell you about i don't know offensive linemen recruiting uh development evaluation At some point, I think even the most hardcore, you know, sunshine pumper will see there's something wrong. But the offensive line—if you how do you go from that five and seven to twelve and zero? It's all in the offensive line. Look, I will even if you want to argue, I'm not sure Connor Wegman was really as good as the praise he got. But then I realized how many hits he took and how little time he had to throw. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he didn't turn the ball over in his first starts. That is to be highly praised. He also didn't really step up and you know, do a lot. He he had these hot starts and then you know, the defense would adjust and he never led the way out of it. His numbers would steadily each game kind of decline when you looked at his, like, completion percentage. So, again, first four games, I don't want to be critical. I liked what I saw. I loved what I saw. I want to see more. But others have already handling, handing him the Heisman, calling him a 10-12 win quarterback. I think with an offensive line in time, that that's fair enough. He'll he You can unlock his full potential. That's why I'm just, that's fine. I'll be okay with it. But he didn't. But I don't know if he's the kind of player that can overcome the disadvantage so that it has to be fixed first and then he gets unlocked second. And there's other players that can overcome the disadvantage. I don't think that's him. That's all. 979 693 1150. 979 693 1150. Anonymous texted me and he said, Will Bobby Petrino have immediate impact on offensive production? The way I look at it, and I think I, this is not a very original thought, but having a true offensive coordinator who only call, calls plays will make an immediate impact. It doesn't matter that it's Bobby Petrino. Part of the problem with a offense is that you had a head coach who was involved in everything. And as a result, his offense moved slow. Plays got called in late. Personnel packages got changed late. They had to call timeouts off the sidelines way too often because it should have happened, never. Timeouts off the sideline. That's inexcusable stuff. They could never go for it on fourth down without calling a timeout first because that was trying to move way too fast. Having an offensive coordinator whose job is the offense, nothing else, you could start trying to move faster, and they will with some tempo. So my answer is yes, by having an offensive coordinator, not Bobby Petrino. By having an offensive coordinator only... It'll have an impact on the offense. Now, will Bobby Petrino himself make an impact? And and just to add depth to how big a deal this was, because just having an OC who's only an OC, that made an impact. So will Bobby Petrino himself? I read yesterday, Saturday down south, they did that 10 burning questions thing. Ten burning questions for AM entering the season. And one of them, I only agreed with three. The other seven were pretty innocuous and pretty boring. But one of them was what is AM's offense going to look like under Bobby Petrino? What is A I'm fascinated by that. I don't have an answer for that. And that would answer that concept of what impact Bobby Petrino is going to make. Having OC, who only calls plays, is going to make a huge impact on the offense. I don't know how big of an impact Bobby is going to make right away. Because is he going to run Jimbo's offense? Or is Petrino being brought in to run his offense? I believe he's calling plays either way. See, we don't know yet the framework of this. And Jimbo himself, I think, kind of had fun with the concept of it all. You know, the few times he had to speak about what he was doing. Is he is he being brought in to run Jimbo's offense or is he being brought in to implement his offense? He throws the ball. It's not all four and five wide. He throws the ball. He throws the ball a lot more than I could ever see Jimbo wanting to throw the ball. If he is being brought in with a mandate to run, you know what I mean? You know, I know you're a passing one, but I need you to run for me. They're already getting off on the wrong foot. Because, of course, he's going to go, yeah, 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 of course I will. Let me move on. Answer the question, I think. Roy, class of 92. Eight wins next year will likely be praised by most Aggies, but it shouldn't be. Jim O's preached play to the standard for five years. The standard shouldn't be eight and four. Agreed. Rodney from Franklin is about to bring up a point I've done many times when people want to argue about the O-line last year. But, Louie, how many quarterbacks got hurt because of poor offensive line play last season definitely needs improvement. Rodney from Franklin, yes. That's that's one of my points of how bad was that O-line truly? Because I like to give them a D-plus, a D-minus, sorry. And I someone said, C. if your offensive line got two of your quarterbacks knocked out, and they did, they were so bad that a had to play three quarterbacks due to injury, not due to ineffectiveness, not due to grades, not due to off-field issues. They had to play three quarterbacks due to injury. Because the O-line got their quarterbacks murdered. That's how bad the O-line was. Okay, Randy's trying. Okay, no, Randy, that's incorrect. So to be a quarterback whisperer, Jimbo has to have a great line. Agree. No. No, no. And that's where people get confused. You could have a B, a B-grade O-line. B. Not B minus, B. And that's not great. B is good. B is highly above average. It's not great. But the O-line play at a has been bad for every year but like one. That we start getting these grades kind of confused. You say that to be a quarterback whisper you have to have a great O-line. No. But you have to have an O-line. Because when you don't have an O line, it doesn't matter what you're whispering. It doesn't matter the plays you send in. It doesn't matter the style of offense you're in. Nothing matters offensively when you have a battle line. Everything's dead pre snap with a battle line. Let's take a timeout. This is the Louis Bolina Show. Oh, I think you know that. I'm live inside the Charles Schwab studio. Low cost, full service, and best of all, Local, local, local. How is Charles Schwab local? Mark Sim, right here in College Station. You can experience a modern approach to wealth management with Charles Schwab. Find Mark online at schwab.com slash college station. That's local. By BNB Automotive and Superior Auto Service. How about we wrap things up with a little bit of, well, we call it the lifestyles portion, I call it trivia. Did you know giving birth in the United States is more than 20 times as lethal as skydiving? Did you know? If you cry in space, your tears don't fall. There's no gravity. They just stay up by your eyes until you can wipe them away. Did you know? Franklin D. Roosevelt, and according to my sources, he was one of our presidents. Did you know he was the first president whose mother voted for him? First president whose mother voted for him. The reason, the story behind this is simple. He was the fourth president elected after women got the right to vote. Harding, Coolidge, and Hoover's mothers had all passed away before they ran. So Franklin D. Roosevelt was the first president whose mother voted for him. Did you know? The first six gladiators, whoever watched American Gladiator? I can't say I was into it. Some people talk about it and they start get exciting and excited and they wave their arms and you know they get into it. I watched American Gladiator. I can't say I lived American Gladiator. The first six American Gladiators were supposed to be named Catalyst, Dominoes, Avander, Lace, Willie, and Zap. Well, Lace and Zap were actually two names of the original six gladiators. The other <laughs> the other four the other four got their names changed. Why? Cuz Catalyst, Dominoes, Avender, and Lace didn't sound cool. So they ended up, you know, being named Malibu, Nitro Gemini, and Sunny. American Gladiators debuted in 1989. And let's see. I remember Zap, Nitro, and some Sun, Sunny. So till today, I still remember three of our original American gladiators, Buckeye. Finally, did you know elephants are afraid of bees? Elephants are afraid of bees. You might be asking yourself, "Lou, why did you just do trivia?" why people love trivia but really many people go out to bars restaurants breweries and they play trivia every week every week with their friends their team i want to help you win that ten dollar off your hundred dollar tab i want you to take first place and you get the acknowledgement of a job well done that's why we do trivia sometimes during the lifestyles portion of the louis Bulina show i'll be right back